And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Luke chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Dowd. And I'm Reagan Gilliland. And this is Off Script, a podcast where every week we take a deeper dive on last Sunday's sermon, talk about the theology behind it, and get a chance to uh, discuss anything that ended up on the cutting room floor. This is the first time since August that I get to ask Reagan questions about one of her sermons, just the way the schedule has worked out the past few months. Um, I mean, you've preached yes. since then, yes, but it's been Stephanie talking to you about mm-hmm. it or, or whatever. So uh, this is exciting. This is week Two of Lent. Mm-hmm. It is the day after Selection Sunday. You're from Kansas. I am. What's Selection Sunday? So college basketball. Like I figure, like oh, Kansas, K- it's a big deal in Kansas. It is. But, KU for yeah. some reason, even though it's the University of Kansas, right? It's not Kansas University, right? right. Okay, that, that's weird. Is that the thing where they call it seeds? I see. First yeah, yeah, yeah. Seed. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, I did. Do you, neither of y'all know. Not college basketball? No, my ex was tweeting about it. That's the only reason I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, then. Well, I feel like there's a podcast in there. (laughs) Oh, many. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned for relationships with Ashley. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) What not to do with Ashley Danner. (laughs) I could be on that, too. (laughs) I think we all could at some point. All right. Anyway, second Sunday of Lent, not of Lent. Second yeah. Sunday in the season of Lent. In the season. There are no Sundays of Lent. Yeah. People are very confused about that. So we're, well, anyway, we'll, let's talk a little, bit, a little bit about Lent. I have not yet had a chance to listen to last week's podcast because we got back in at the middle of the night mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So did you guys talk about Lent, Lent last week? I don't want to redo anything y'all uh, did already. Yeah, we did a little bit. We talked about some of our practices and I don't think we had anything, any, anything specific that we, not Stephanie and I, neither one of us, like, give up anything, really. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because, I don't know, we're lazy. I don't know. <laughs> you weren't raised right? Weren't raised right. <laughs> you know. You also, you take things on, right? You don't, yeah, we try yeah. to more take things on. Because I feel like in the years past when I gave something up, I didn't really fill it with anything. I just gave it up and didn't, like, actually hmm. take the extra step to do something. All right. Fair. Yeah, what about you? Oh, I always go up sweets for Lent. I have for my whole life. Oh. Uh, it used to be chocolate, but then I expanded it to kind of sweets in general. Okay. Uh, and then I'm reading Jesus and the Disinherited by Howard Thurman. Okay. I tried to read a book. Like last year was The Cross and the Lynching Tree by James Cone. This year it's Jesus and the Disinherited. It's a classic, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think we just got that in the library. Uh, did we really? Uh-huh. Oh, I think they good. ordered it. Well, yeah. That's good. To know. That's a good plug for the library. Mm-hmm. And then I'm reading um, Psalm 51 every day. Okay. That's a, well, a penitential psalm. I can't remember. It came up in, uh, like right before Lent, I read it. Uh, maybe it's just my normal devotional stuff. And I'm like, oh, this would be a good one to it's create, a, create a clean heart within me, oh God. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty famous. So, yeah. Okay. Well, good. So did you keep that up when you were on your cruise last mm-hmm. week? Um, yes. I got through two. Well, not the sweets part. 
no, no, no. Okay. No, no. That's, there's a spring break exemption. That's in Leviticus. It is? Yes. Leviticus, Leviticus 52. Okay, great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, just there obviously is nothing about Lent in Leviticus. Yeah. There's not 52 chapters. But I did read a couple chapters of, of uh, Jesus and the Disinherited mm-hmm. and kept up my other stuff, so. Good. Yeah. So did you read it from like looking over at the ocean? <laughs> I or? read it on the plane to and from. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? No, no. Uh, what I'd read, I read other stuff. Like we were doing some youth ministry stuff. I, I did read that. And um, yeah. Okay. Well, things were fine here in Plano while you were down the ocean. It was uh, pretty. I didn't think about it at all. I am, I am, on the other hand, getting caught up now. I've got like 700, <laughs> literally 700 email to go through. I'm so. sure. So I try not <laughs> so to So if email anyone you. out there has emailed me anytime in the last 10 days, just be, be patient or text me if you really need an <laughs> yep, answer. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we are talking about, it's week two of the new sermon series. Yes. So what, what is the sermon series? An Extraordinary Life. So we're looking, uh, we're in the book of Luke um, and looking at, and it's hard to pick, our, you know, stories in Luke, but it's all like, it's all lectionary, isn't it? Uh, I think, or is it not? Yeah. So Luke is the lectionary gospel for the year. And I think maybe everything except one or two okay. of the texts were, were lectionary for some point in the year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking at, uh, just different stories. Last week we did the temptation, uh, we're covering his first sermon in Luke. And the next week is the first teaching, Right. Luke six, I think. I think so. Yep. (laughs) Again, I have seven (laughs) hundred email trying to get through. So you are up this week. Yeah. Looking at the sermon this week. And then there's like um, a healing and a miracle. So yeah, it's just a little, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, exploring (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) That's not the way I would describe it. It's it's kind of the that one. A little bit of this. No one likes my ideas. That should have been our tagline. No one likes my ideas? No. Extraordinary <laughs> life, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I think it would have been catchy on a banner. But uh, Ashley, just me. you need to weigh in here. <laughs> I think that is something we will do at some point. That's an idea. <laughs> That's an idea. <laughs> that right there. Thank you for that input. <laughs> so, okay, there are uh, there's five Sundays before Palm Sunday. So we did... The Temptation in the Wilderness. Mm-hmm. You covered that last week. I did. How was it? How was your sermon? Was it good? Uh, yeah. 845. Did they applaud? They did not. 845 and 11 went well. 945 was kind of a train wreck. Okay. I'll watch that one. <laughs> Great. I haven't seen it yet. Can't wait. Uh, and then yesterday, the first sermon, that's what we're talking about on this podcast. Yeah. Um, a healing. We're talking about his healing ministry this coming week. So it's not that teaching. So oh, okay. I'm, I'm preaching on Luke 5. We're doing this <clears throat> in, in chronological order through the gospel. Then his teaching ministry, that's on the 27th. I'm preaching on Luke 6. Okay. And then we're doing some miracles from Luke 7 and 8 on uh, the uh, the 3rd of April. And then, of course, Passion Palm Sunday. I haven't actually made up my mind whether I'm going to talk about the cross or Palm Sunday or both. So we'll see how the Spirit leads. Mm-hmm. So first sermon. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get into the text, mm-hmm. a shout out. For tricking the congregation into applauding for you three times. <laughs> three times. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I was like, I don't want to tell this story because I'm like, I know they're going to feel pressure to applaud. And then they sure did. I was well, like, y'all. I was impressed, honestly, at all three that – because you just kind of mentioned – it's not like you made a big deal out of it. You kind of mentioned it at the beginning yeah. as, an, as a very clever intro to the way people respond to sermons. Yeah. 
but they remembered. Like they 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 held it. The mm-hmm. congregation held that in their minds all the way until the end. Either that, or it was such an extraordinary sermon that they felt like they could do nothing other than applaud. At the yeah, end. I had which, a couple. Which do you think it was? I don't know. I think they felt. I felt like they felt guilty. Like they needed to <laughs> applaud. But I did have a couple of people that were like I really wanted to stand up, or I wanted to say like Amen, or like, and I was like, You should start doing that. Let's just. Let's make it more lively. But my so, okay. I, but now I, is it going to be like a, a thing? Like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to stand there looking at them. I'm going to say instead of walking back to my seat, I'm yeah, going to say wait. amen and then stand there and glare until they. Great, until please do that. I will love that. <laughs> All right, no, I probably won't do that. Okay. Okay, so the text for today is Jesus' first recorded sermon in Luke. Yes. Do you remember your first sermon? Yes, I preached on when he heals a man and he asked, do you, do you want to be well? Yeah, so I did that and it was uh, in our contemporary service at Lover's Lane. I'm trying to think when it was. I mean, years ago, obviously. Um, and I had preached in youth before, but it's different when you're yeah. like with adults and all that. <laughs> right. um, and I know this is going to be a shocker to you, but I was usually the very funny announcement video girl, and then I did other parts. But my announcement videos were pretty epic and famous at Lover's Lane. <laughs> so the bar was pretty high? The bar was pretty high. But thing is, people thought of me as very funny, and so I was like, I got I to gotta come off like – You got to bring it? I got – well, I'm like, I want people to take me seriously. Oh, and so yeah, I was yeah. so – serious huh. <laughs> my first sermon like i was very like almost kind of monotone oh, didn't have a lot like because i i mean it wasn't horrible but i think i was so i wanted i want to make sure people like thought of me as like a serious or like someone that was smart instead <laughs> of just like the goofy silly that did dumb things for the camera and uh and so it was fine but like i think i did not live into like my gifts and being who I was, which I discovered that even like going through BOM, like the first time, like you should be authentic because they can figure out when you're trying to <laughs> pretend to be someone you're not. <laughs> so yeah. What about you? Do you know, remember your first sermon? Um, well, it was, a, it would have been in Arapahoe. Let's see. The first sermon I ever preached in preaching class was the, uh, there's, it was in Mark. It was Mark's year. Your favorite. Four, four, of, four of four in the rankings on the gospel. Um, and it was the one where uh, the woman, uh, like the costly jar of ointment. Okay. Uh, of nard. Yeah. You know, she like cleans his feet and then mm-hmm. washes it with her hair. And, and he says she's done what she could. I mean, it was, it was fine. I'm sure it was fine. I, I, don't, I don't, it's not a memory that stands out in my mind. Okay. You don't go home and like listen to it every day. Like, man, I've always been so consistently good. No, yeah. no. And you know, preaching, it's like anything else. It's a, um, it's just a, there's part of it. That's like a technical skill. And part of it is just an art. And, mm-hmm. um, first sermons are always, well, first sermons are never your best sermon. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, woo. it's all downhill. From yeah. There. And so what, um, What's interesting, I mean, clearly Jesus was not a preacher, right? His, mm-hmm. his role is very different than ours. So in Luke's gospel, uh, sermon, his, this first sermon really sets the theological tone for the rest of his ministry. Yeah. So uh, I'm wondering, like, what are some of the themes that 
really the foreshadowing's already happened in one and two in Luke, right? So the the birth narrative contains mm-hmm. a lot of those themes as well. Yeah. But this is the first time. I mean, presumably he has taught before because he's already got a reputation. Yes. Right. In that brief interval between and, what yeah. you preached on last week and what you preached on this week, mm-hmm. but this is the first one that that Luke records. And so, uh, what are some of those themes that come out? So I I think some of the themes, obviously, uh, he's very concerned his ministry with. Those that are oppressed, those that are marginalized, uh, those are on the outset, um, outside. I mean, that's, that's as you said, in the beginning of Luke 1 and 2, um, that's set forth. But I also think his, kind of his ministry of just um, doing things differently and not as people expect. I mean, he does his own thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he... Um, he leaves when he wants. He goes when he wants. Like he, there's just a lot of things that he does that I don't think people expected <laughs> at all. Okay, so the reaction to the sermon is not positive. I mean, it seems to initially be positive. Yeah. Then it takes a really odd turn. Right. Because they try to throw him off the cliff, right? Mm-hmm. So you in the sermon you make the point that there were two reasons for that. I think. Right? Did I read you right? Yeah, I guess. Did, did I hear you correctly? Yeah, I think so. The first is that he said, today this scripture has been fulfilled. Yeah. And then, as you put it, he gets a little sassy. He which does. Which is funny and, funny and true, uh-huh. based on true story. But, <laughs> but, the, but the first part I'm interested in you talking more about. So what, what is it about being fulfilled today that you think was controversial? Um, well, I th- it wasn't unusual. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think some people had probably come forth and claimed that they were probably the Messiah before <laughs> in history. Well, in, in that day. Yeah. Specifically in, that, in the first century. Yeah. yeah. But him immediately saying, okay, I'm reading this this prophecy is Isaiah 61. That's very like kind of in your face. Like this is who the Messiah is going to be. Mm-hmm. And saying today that's been fulfilled me and like I am I am that person. Ah, I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm your guy. It's me mm. <laughs> was a very uh bold mm. statement. Yeah. To say. And so I think people are like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. Um and so well, you're Joseph's boy. Yeah, we you're just you growing up. Yeah, we saw you in your awkward stage. Right. Like, there's no <laughs> way you're gonna lead us. <laughs> right. <laughs> like and so and I just think it's funny that he says today the scripture has been fulfilled, and I'm like, so is that is that all he said? That's it. That was the whole sermon. <laughs> that was the whole sermon, <laughs> which I thought about making a joke, like, and that's our sermon today. <laughs> I have a great time at minor. lunch. Yes, <laughs> but I figured you wouldn't like that. But I thought about it. That would have been funny though. I know. They probably wouldn't have gotten applause. Probably not. <laughs> we would have been very confused. <laughs> so okay, before we get into the the second part. Of what made that controversial. Because like, he, he does go on. Yes. But they kind of invite him to go on. Yeah. That's when he gets sassy. In Matthew, the first recorded sermon is the Sermon on the Mount. Right. Much longer than the one liner. Much yeah. longer. <laughs> In Luke, it's this one. It's the scene. Mm-hmm. So uh, how would you compare and contrast the two? Like every preacher only gets one ser- first sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, and every author only gets to choose one first set of words that the... the uh, the hero would mm-hmm. speak clearly Matthew's making a choice theologically Luke's making a choice theologically about what they want to emphasize in Jesus ministry. So talk about the differences between those two approaches. Um, well, what's interesting is a Matthew one is very long yeah. and three chapters, right? I mean, yeah. Five, and six, it, seven. 
and it has a lot of instruction. And for me, the Matthew is much more offensive. Like, why didn't they throw him over the cliff after <laughs> all that? Because there's a lot of things I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And this one, he doesn't explicitly say how I'm going to go about all of this. And so I just think it's funny that it, in Luke, they want to throw him off a cliff where he doesn't really say that much. But in Matthew, he gives him an earful. And they're, uh, you know, I don't know. I think that's that's yeah. interesting yeah, to yeah. me. Okay. What was your original question? Well, okay. so like <laughs> there is there is some of the – like so you had, you talked about – so when we do – in this sermon series, we're going to talk about his first teaching, which is the Sermon on the Plain. That yeah. comes in chapter 6. So it's later in Luke. Mm-hmm. And he touches on some of those same themes, but he does it in a very that, that the Sermon on the Mount does, but he does it in a much more, uh, I would say, practical way. So yes. Matthew says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit." Mm-hmm. That's kind of a spiritualized concept. Yeah. Uh, Luke's going to and Jesus, Jesus and Luke is going to say, "Blessed are the poor." Yeah. <laughs> Which echoes the theme from chapter four, the one mm-hmm. you just read. So I'm just curious. I mean, I just think it's interesting. It's an interesting theological decision these two gospel authors make about what what they're going to emphasize in his ministry. And you're right; it's a it's the prophetic role in the in the in the sense of the Israelite prophets, like the yeah. people calling the the prop, the, the uh, leaders who are calling the people to account for not following through on the covenant. Like that's that's what Luke is getting at here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then they have the they do the the thing with. Um, he says, today has been fulfilled in your hearing. And they're like, oh, that's a little bold, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then the second part happens, this exchange. And it's really pretty perfectly captured by your sermon title. So talk about your sermon title. Talk about why you went with that sermon title and how it reflects the crowd's response to Jesus' follow-up to his one-line sermon. Yeah. So I named the, t- uh, the sermon, What About Us? And um, because... As I read it, you know, I had to do a lot of research because I was like, I don't understand why they're so, why they're so offended. Yeah. Because um, those, the, right. Because the stories he he references are not like extremely well known from right. for us right now. Right. Of, of Elijah and Elisha. By the way, isn't that a pink song? What it is. Okay. I almost like it's been in my head ever since I picked <laughs> the title. So. Um, a song by the artist Pink. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You keep going, Chris. You got it. You feel it. <laughs> You know, there's this turn where, and I feel like he, he initiates it with his sassy comments because he knows what's probably going to come next. Yeah. Like, okay, Jesus, like you needed, you need to fulfill your promise to us, your hometown, your mm-hmm. people. Um, and so he's trying to say like, I know you're, I know you're going to, this is your next question. I know this mm-hmm. is what you're going to be looking for. And he's, I mean, he's really established for the beginning. Like you don't get to decide things. Mm-hmm. You don't get to choose how I show up and who I help and who I heal and who like all of that. And I just feel like why they get offended with the story of Elijah and Elisha, it's they both help people that are outside of Israel. And so he's focusing on like, I'm coming not just for (laughs) the Jew, (laughs) like for my people, like I'm going to help everyone. Um, And they don't like that because I'm sure... I mean, for us, for like a reader like me, I'm like, well, I don't feel like that's offensive. But for them at the time, I'm sure they were offended because they felt like we've been waiting. We've been, we've been through so much. Look at, you know, our history mm-hmm. and you're not going to give us 
like priority. Yeah, yeah. Like we're not yeah, going to yeah. be your favorite. And so you're the Messiah. Yeah. You're the one we've been waiting for. Uh-huh. And now you're going to talk to me about Syrians and, right, there was a Syrian in yeah. there and uh, some other who would be considered a Gentile. Yes. Right, yeah. Yeah. And so that's going to be like the main I don't, main point of your ministry, I guess, or I don't or know. Or at least it's going to include it. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and it's probably worth pointing out here that Luke is probably writing to a Gentile audience. Mm-hmm. So his his readers would hear that comment, from, that sassy comment from Jesus to be good news, mm-hmm. right? Because they're not, they weren't insiders. Yeah, they weren't. And so they're like, that's that's good news for us right. because we thought we might be we might be the forgotten or the last, yeah. you know, last priority or last on the list. Yeah. And so it's, I think the people got nervous. They didn't understand the the capacity of 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 the ministry that Christ could do, and that He wasn't going to just solely focus on one group. Like He really did go all around. Mm-hmm. And I think they just got really. Word because they had expectations in their head of how it was going to go and how it was going to look, and it was all about liberating them and getting what they were owed or what they deserved, which they don't like that that word. Um, and uh, it just flips everything on its head. So then, okay. So then, uh, if Jesus came back and preached a sermon during our Lenten series. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he wouldn't just tell us things we wanted to hear. Yes. Probably. Correct. <laughs> so, um, because I, I think it's easy for, for 21st century Christians to be very judgmental inadvertently mm-hmm. about the crowd who did not respond positively to Jesus' message. Yeah. Right. We're like, oh, he's Jesus. How could you? Mm-hmm. Like Pharisees and scribes, how could you not get it? Right. <laughs> In what ways would he challenged us. Like how, what would he say that would provoke that same reaction in us? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So I really didn't have any sort of like underlying message or I was trying to like, you know, get at anything. But as I've thought about it since like yesterday, I'm like, okay, how did, how did people maybe hear what I said? And I think maybe a little bit, if Jesus were to show up, he might say, I, wonder if Jesus would have a problem with God bless America or God blesses America a little bit. Those kinds of like, Whoa, you're going to go there. Yeah, no, okay. sorry. And I didn't think about that at all. All last week when I was right. preparing my I, message. I didn't hear you. I, I wouldn't have heard that. Yeah, that, sermon, yeah. But then since yesterday, I was like, Oh, I wonder where people c- could be offended. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. okay. But I think that kind of has that same mentality of like, Oh, we're the favorites. Mm. And the way that we have, tried to have ownership over Jesus a little bit. I think sometimes like the American church has it right. Um, maybe that would be wow. a modern telling. I so don't that know. opens up a whole conversation about Christian nationalism. I know. I didn't mean to go there either. That's not this week. That's not this sermon series. Come on. I know. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, I, I think, I think that's the way we, we need to read these stories of Jesus offending people, uh, and not stand on the side of Jesus and say, yeah, y'all, how are y'all not getting this? <laughs> Instead, we should be putting ourselves on the side of the crowd and saying, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he would say something corrective to me. Yes. And I wonder what that would be. Like, what challenging message do I need Jesus to say to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
Well, what's wrong with God Bless America? I think there's a – it can be used in an early extreme way of like – again, that whole like God owes us or God looks after us more or favors us more. Yeah. And I just don't – I don't like any sort of sort of we're better – thinking you're better than you are. I don't know. I just have yeah. To- I mean I, I think that's a really – that's an important word. There's a really – there's a great song and I think maybe – uh, so at all staff meeting every week, oh, it was the week that you did the uh, Winter Olympics for the all staff okay. meeting, and Brian did the devotional, and his Brian Stenson, yeah. our associate director of music for children and youth, and he had us sing "This Is My Home," mm-hmm. which is a great, just a beautiful song from the hymnal that uh, is a very straightforward message that the God, the God who loves Americans, is the God who loves all, like. Um, other hearts and other lands are beating with mm-hmm. skies as blue as mine. I mean, it's just, it's gorgeous. <clears throat> but when you, it's a, it's always a recommended um, uh, hymn for July 4th mm-hmm. okay. or July 4th weekend. And uh, it, it can be a gently prophetic word. That is, we're celebrating our own, um, you know, our own culture, our own, our freedom, all of which is extremely important. Sure. That we don't lose sight of the fact exactly what you're saying that maybe God prefers one people over another. Cause mm-hmm. that's, that's not what we believe. Right. <laughs> that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice job, Gillen. Yeah. Bringing it. Yeah. First with pink music by pink music by pink. <laughs> and then all prophetic. Huh? You never know what you're going to get when I <laughs> preach. You just never know. <laughs> oh, but now we can expect how it's always going to end. Yeah, applause, wild <laughs> applause. Actually, I told some people in the receiving line, I'm like, actually, I really want to start the wave. <laughs> That's what I want to start. Do you know I never, I don't really do the wave. You know why? Why? I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> I am shocked. I know. Exactly. So surprising, Chris. <laughs> you know what else I don't like? Sits around this. What? I don't like it when people say, you may be seated. I don't need your permission to sit down. If I want to sit down, I'm going to sit down. I prefer, I prefer please be seated or please stand. I'll be like, you can sit if you want. <laughs> Amen. I don't know. <laughs> Keep standing if you're trying to make your rings on your Apple Watch. Today. Right. <laughs> That'd be funny. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I like that. I mean, Everyone's... I like the the positive feedback I get from my Apple Watch. I will say like right now, <laughs> uh, I go back and forth where it's hard for me to stay in for a long time because mm-hmm. I'm 18 months pregnant. <laughs> and... um. <laughs> And when, like, McKenna or someone's like, you know, stand as you're able, I really want to be like, I kind of don't want to. I'm not able. I kind of don't want to stand up. Can I sit down? I'm not real able right now. I know you can't see how swollen my ankles are, but I know everyone could see me. You made some – was it in your manuscript? The jo- you made some joke about sitting. Um, yeah, because – and so – Was it in the sermon? Yeah, in the sermon because uh, – I mean, was it in the manuscript? Yeah, it was. I think so. Yeah, uh, and and this – in a synagogue, like the, you'd read the scripture and then sit down to do the teaching. <laughs> oh, that's right. And I was like, "Well, this is good for this me. Is a, we need to reclaim this." Uh huh. <laughs> sit down. Although that was a very tall stool, like, could you have sat on that thing? It would have been a little awkward. <laughs> I told Jason last week, I'm like, "Can we get a recliner? Because that would be much more comfortable for chair. me." Yeah. Yeah. Sure, that was a tall stool. I was like, "I'm not sure." We should, you should have just gotten there. an exercise ball up there. Wouldn't that have been cute? <laughs> I don't want to go into labor. <laughs> Jason, please pass me my seat. Yeah. <laughs> boing, boing, boing. Please, roll, please roll the seat to me. <laughs> Is there anything else 
just think about Luke's gospel in general. So, or actually, think about that that text from sixty one Isaiah sixty one. Yeah. We read it actually. What what does what does, what does it actual- say? He has he has sent me to proclaim good news to the poor. The part that's in Luke four. That yeah. part. Okay. Yeah. It says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Okay. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives. Captives. Okay. Wait. Okay. Release there. Do you know? Because I just I'm doing it. The Bible studies on Luke. Yeah. And so I've kind of been doing word stuff. Do you know that that word actually means forgiveness? Release to the captives. The word, it's the, oh. it's the noun form of the verb to forgive. Okay. Which is very much lost in translation. So yeah. that could mean letting them out of prison, mm-hmm. but it could also mean like spiritual release of okay. people who are captive to their sins, which I actually think is pretty powerful. Yeah. It's just lost in translation. Of course. Yeah. Everything's lost in translation, right. I feel like. And, and recovery of sight to the blind, blind okay. to let the oppressed go free, Pressed. to proclaim the year of the Lord's okay, favor. Okay, and this is the Jubilee thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the year of rest. The year of rest. Yep. <laughs> Can I order one of those, please? Can I order one of Can those? Can I get one of those? That'd be great. <laughs> I really wanted to make the, um, you know, the. did you watch The Office? Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. When he's like, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> and they're like, you can't just declare it. So I really wanted to make that joke, but I was like, I don't think it's going to land. But anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. So you listed those four groups. So the good news to the poor, release of the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, let the oppressed go free. Mm-hmm. And then the Jubilee thing. Yeah. So, th- I mean, that really does set a theological tone for the whole gospel. Are there any of those things that you find challenging? Are you 100% on board with all of that work? I mean, I'd like to say yes. Mm-hmm. And I and I try to live this out. Um because I don't, I don't put myself in any of these categories. And so knowing that that's how Jesus wanted to start and say, this is what I'm going to be about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I should listen. Yep. <laughs> Clearly this is important. And even if it has nothing to do with me or I feel like I don't fit these. Clearly it's important and I should follow that mm-hmm. um, and try to live that out. Now that you say that it's a forgiveness, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that's kind of challenging. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I can think of some people that <clears throat> I'm not interested in. I mean, I know God forgives everybody, mm-hmm. theoretically. <laughs> but when you start putting faces with some of yeah, those. Yeah, you're like, yeah, ooh, I don't him know Him too? Uh, yeah. yeah really? Are you sure? Right. All right. So, uh, I made the point yesterday that this is your last sermon before maternity leave. Yes. So, uh, not your last podcast, unless something no. surprising happens. Yeah. Sometime between now and next week. Um, oh gosh, hope not. <laughs> I need like at least two more weeks. I mean, but it certainly seems like everything's ready. I mean, that baby surely. That Except baby's my house. Out. Oh, the house. Okay, yeah, yeah. The practical things. The practical yeah. things. Yeah. Not ready. <laughs> so, uh, so just just talk about that a little bit. So you're you're kind of your the season of preaching is done for mm-hmm. you, and um, everyone knows, of course, that maternity slash paternity leave is not a vacation. It it's sure is not the most exhausting thing ever. Mm-hmm. But, like, what uh, what are you most looking forward to about the next few months? Um, oh, gosh. I mean, babies are so exhausting, but it's, like, the most wonderful thing in the whole world. And so uh, I'm looking forward to just seeing how my my kids react to having another baby and seeing – their personality, especially Jude, who's two and a half, to see how he responds. I yeah. know how Andy will because she was great with Jude, and she's very excited for this other one. I love seeing my husband. He's such 
such a good dad and mm-hmm. so involved. Like he, he gets up like, especially in the beginning, cause I have a C, all the C-section, uh, and I can't get out of the bed very easily. Like, I mean, he will get baby up, change, bring baby to me. I'll feed baby. He'll take baby, put it back. You know, like yeah. he's very, very involved. And uh, just to revisit a previous topic. So Killian is the name we've decided. Yeah. On. Killian. Yep. Killian. That's Killian. It. Uh-huh. Gilliland. Yep. That's the one. And, um, and, uh, just, I don't know. Parenthood just changes you. So every kid's going to kind of change you yeah. a little bit and, I don't know. Then so. you guys go from man to man to man to zone defense. Uh huh. Game changer. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. I'm totally freaked out about like how <laughs> this is all going to work yeah. and a little stressed. The transportation situation. You guys got. Um. Are you going minivan? We Full are, on minivan. Yeah, we're gonna get a minivan. Exceptional so choice. We got to find one. So that's on our to do list as well. So uh, there's just a few things to do. This is the 14th. Uh huh. Official due date is the 19th. 19th. Yeah. So you got 35 days? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very good. Yes. And, and Scott's in charge of that? He is. Okay. Yeah. Will there be applause when you finally get the van? Uh, I think so. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Wild applause. Um, so no, I'm looking forward to some time away. Um, but I also, I love, this is going to sound like really, I don't know. Um, I love to see when people like how the church shows up and like oh, takes yeah. care. Oh, like, I don't time. know. Not because it's me, but it just it's yeah. such a beautiful thing when community just helps you out. 100%. And people are like, what can I do? What can I bring you? Like, I don't know. Yep. I just love that. Yep. And more church babies are awesome. Yes. Church babies are awesome. Yep. All right. Well, so this week we decided, what am I preaching on this week? Healing. Healing? <laughs> Get it in your head, Chris. Unless you Healing. want to do a drama and do a skit. <laughs> I guess if I can you, preach one more time. Hey, if you could be thinking about, uh, can you? A skit? No. Preach? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'll do that. No. <laughs> All right, so at Luke 5, 12 to 26, if any office scenes, they have to be office. It could be Modern Family. It could be, yeah. I don't know, This Is Us. Parks and Rec. <laughs> Parks and Rec, yeah. Let's do a little drama. That's awesome. When Michael Scott is talking to Meredith when she's not dying and unplugging her when she's in the hospital after he hits her with the <laughs> <Yes>. car. <laughs> I do love that Sometimes scene. how our healing hurts, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. Let's do something with that. He's like, I'll handle it. And he's like, what? I was asleep. <laughs> Man, that makes me want to go back and grab my office. But that's a whole, that's also another podcast. So, all right, you guys, we appreciate you spending more some time with us this week. Um, Reagan, thank you for preaching two weeks in a row. Great yeah. job. And everyone, we will be back next week with another episode of Off Script. God bless. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Script. It was hosted by Reverend Chris Dowd, produced by Ashley Danner as a part of the Christ United Podcast Ministries. You can visit cumc.com backslash podcasts in order to see all of the series we have available. Like, subscribe, and follow us so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you for supporting us. Have a great week.